Welcome on a Friday. It is about as picture perfect a Friday as you can possibly get. But I have got to imagine, as we start the show today, I have got to imagine that the sun is a little brighter, is a little warmer, the skies are a little bluer, the flowers smell a little more crisp and clear, the lilac bushes is a little they're a little stronger, the grass is a little bit greener in the world of one Ben Kenny producing the show today. When I got up and the headline reads, Joe Girardi fired by the Phillies, uh, my first thought was Ben Kenny uh, has probably stripped down like he is in the Garden of Eden with 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 beer cans in hand, giving himself a beer shower as he dances and frolics in the uh, in the field across the street from Midwest Family Broadcasting out there on Rayovac Drive. Am I right? Uh, let's have a Friday, Bill. <laughs> Today is a beautiful day under the sun. Yeah! We are yeah! we are freed from or my nightmare. I I cannot remember a day as good as this in the last couple of months. I'll tell you that. Oh, there you go. I was thinking of you this morning when I woke up and I read that. And I thought, oh, boy, uh, Ben may not even make the show today. He may be just flat out hammered laying in the grass across the street from Rayovac Drive out there in the (laughs) field and uh, just basking in the glow of the sun. That is. So uh, I saw that and I thought... It's going to be a good Friday. I have, I, I got to admit, um, I, I sat there last night. I watched the uh, the Brewers game, and I had a good time. We we uh, actually, uh, I had to do a little bit of running around. I got some house guests coming today, and um, so I did a little running around for my the um, extra bathroom in the shower downstairs. When I moved into this house, I never really used the shower downstairs. Uh, it was just there. And it, it's nice that the, you know, the house is what it is and everything. And it was the, you know, full bath, but it's also the laundry room. So I've never really thought of it as a usable space, so to speak. Uh, but we've got some house guests coming. And then we've just, uh, we just found out we have more house guests coming, coming in, uh, in July. So I'm like, you know what? I need to start fixing this place up. So I went out and got one of those shower caddies, you know, that you stick in the corner of your shower. And I got a mirror and I got some stuff downstairs uh, for that for that particular room. And I got to put it up and fix it up a little bit. So we went to Target. Where else do you go other than maybe Costco or, or Walmart? But you go to Target. So Target's right up the street. Right next to Target, Ben, I fell into the trap that is Casa Tequila. Oh, no. It is a, it is a Mexican restaurant. And it is, if you look out of the window of my house... You can almost see it because it sits on a hill. My house sits on a hill. And if you look over the trees, you could probably, if I was on my roof, I could see it. Okay, it's not far. Maybe a mile, if that. So uh, Kristen and I stopped into uh, into a Target. We picked up what we needed to pick up. We went over to Casa Tequila, and there was nobody at the bar. I mean, nobody. Everybody was sitting outside in the patio, and the patio was really crowded. So we said, you know what? Let's go to the bar. I like sitting at the bar anyway. Anytime I, even at fine dining restaurants, I prefer to go to the bar. So we went to the bar, and the girl behind the bar puts the uh, Brewers game on for us. And I said, okay, let's sit here and watch the game. And she said, What's, what, what size margarita would you like? And I was feeling it yesterday. I'm kind of like, you know what? Let's go with the large. Now, the large, uh, I can only describe as drinking it with 
swim fins and a snorkel. That's it's a pretty large margarita. Okay, uh, it could probably fit my whole face in it if I decided to blow bubbles. That, that's the kind of size of margarita. And uh, she goes single, double, or triple. Well, I can't do a triple. I know that because all my body hair will fall out. Uh, and a single was a little weak, so I said, you know, hit me up with a double. We'll do that. Okay, I don't, I'm I'm good. I'm a mile from home. I'm fine. You know. Uh, we had to Uber. That's the kind of <laughs> I don't know what the, what the tequila was, but we sat there and watched that Brewers game. And when you go, when you are a sports talk show host in this particular city, in this state, and you know all the teams, many, many, many of the players by name. And at one point, you look over to Kristen and I say, I wish the Bluers would get a real hit. She looked at me and said, Bluers? What? I said, okay, you got to call an Uber because that's it. So that's how I watched the uh, Brewers game. We Ubered home, watched the end of the Brewers game, and then uh, off to bed I went. I got through about uh, 15 minutes of the movie House of Gucci, and uh, that was that was the end of my that was the end of my night. Now, are so, you a margarita mix guy, or are you more of the real margarita? Say, I am an absolute positive gourmet when it comes to making my own strawberry blended double tequila shot margarita. I am a gourmet. Now, Kristen is one hundred percent straight. Make my own, make custom, make my margarita type of thing. You know, put in the mix the tequila, shake it, the whole thing. Extra salt on the rim, you know, lick lick the rim before you take a drink, that kind of thing. She is the traditionalist. Me, you can put salt on the rim, and you can put an orange slice, whatever, but uh, if you, you have never had a strawberry margarita until you've had one of mine. That's all I can say. And I know my buddy Dwayne is listening. Uh, I know my buddy Justin is listening, because Justin's in a truck. He's always listening. I know they're listening. Uh, they could vouch for this, that if you've if you've ever wanted the, the best strawberry margarita you've ever had in your life, that's I, I figured out a recipe years ago, and I started making it in my bar. Uh, I had a bar that was a uh, like a tiki bar down in the river, uh, down in Ohio, down in Cincinnati. And we would sell them for $12, uh, and people would drink, and it does, you cannot taste the tequila at all. You, you, you just can't, and people just drink them like they're slushies, you know, like they would refresh with them. And the next thing you know, we're just carrying people out, and, and we were putting, back then it was taxis, we're putting people in taxis, <laughs> but we sold a bunch of them, man. But uh, but that was, that. but I, I like the blended, Chris, I can do the traditional, I've had it, I just prefer the strawberry blended. That's all. That's it. So there you have it. How about you? You a straight margarita dude? I'm what? with you. It is. It's a family thing. Like margarita mix, I think is one of the worst things to ever happen to our society. I need like real tequila, real lime juice, real everything. It just tastes oh, I different. don't do no. I, I can do like uh, Jose Cuervo makes a decent mix, but I don't do the pre-alcohol mix. I add my own alcohol, and then you got to shake it. You got to shake it. You got to add a little bit. You got to add a tweak here or there. You shake it, and then you then you pour it back out into the glass. I'm not a I'm not a premix. Just pour it over ice and call it a day guy. Oh no, no, I don't do that. I'm not that guy. Kristen is a make it. They uh, up at Lou Malnati's, and I hate to get off on this tangent, but over at Lou Malnati's, which is near Brookfield Square, they just built a Lou Malnati's over there. And we went in there one day because I'd never had Lou Malnati's. 
So we went in there and sat at the bar, and the girl from scratch made a handmade regular margarita. And like I said, I'm the, usually the blended guy, but I decided to try it. It was the best margarita from uh, handmade I've ever had. And it's Lou Malnati's right there by uh, Brookfield Square. They're not a sponsor, so I'm not, I'm not being paid for this. They are. That was by far the best margarita I've ever had. It was just absolutely fantastic. So hands down, uh, that was the best. But Casa Tequila right here in in uh, in Waukesha. Ooh, my God, they make good good margaritas. Oh, they make good ones, and they're big. So if you're uh, looking for just one day, go sit on the patio, listen to the fountain with the water, watch all the people walk in and out of Target because it sits on the hill above Target. Watch them all walk in and out of Target. That's your that's your place to go. Because watching people walk in and out of Target is like watching a step above television. It's like watching cable. Instead, Walmart is over the air, and cable is watching Target. And then you can watch them walk in and out and... It, it can be like a freak show at times. So that's that's what we like to do. There you go. That's it. Good win for the Brewers, though. How about that? Brewers rally four runs in the ninth. Big win last night. Brewers get it. And I watched it at home yelling, go Brewers. Uh, but it was uh, Jace Peterson tied the score with a three-run triple in the ninth inning. And uh, the Brewers, who uh, you know up until that point have been somewhat slumping in the offensive p- prowess, if you will, has some uh, somewhat escaped them over the last few games. Finally get back into the win column. And uh, a nice one last night for the uh, Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, that was one of those wins. They pounded out nine hits. So did San Diego, by the way. But they pounded out nine hits last night. That's one of those wins that you got back. Now, remember we had talked about this yesterday, about letting one slip away with the Cubs. Uh, you had two games in which you could have won and you didn't. Last night was a game you had no business winning and you won it. So the gods kind of gave you one back, which makes the two games that you let slip away hurt all the more. Because had you won, had you won those two games, you'd really be sitting in a great position right now as you continue to win and continue to look good doing it. But big win last night for the Milwaukee Brewers. You watch that game last night, Ben? Oh, yeah. I mean, I yeah. first of all, I have the San Diego pitcher on my fantasy team. And I wanted the I wanted it to be low scoring. Then you go late innings. The Brewers make something happen. To be honest, I I entered the ninth. Taylor Rogers, the Padres closer, has probably been the second best closer in baseball this year behind Hater. Like unhittable. So I was I I was appalled that that the the Brewers got something going against him. By the way, for those that want to want to know, I was talking about the margaritas real quick. My buddy Justin is listening, and I don't know if you can see it. I'm putting it up on the, the Bud Light live screen. Ah, you can't really see it that well. But he just said, uh, talking about my margaritas, 100% with a giant heart next to it. Damn good. There you go. Yeah, it was a, a big win for the Brewers. Uh, it was good to see, and, and the fact that they just – you need – every now and then you need one of those games so you don't have the we-can't-get-it-done mentality. Now – being a team that's on top of the division, okay, and they're three games up because St. Louis ended up losing last night. They're three games up. And being a team that's on top of the division, you never have the sense that you're out of a ball game because your pitching is so good. So we all understand that. But for the Brewers to come up with clutch hits late in ball games at times escapes them. And to have a game like last night gives you that no, wait a minute. We we have this in us. We can do this. They've done it a couple of times this year. So more games like that 
Uh, not only is it great for fans and great for the, 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 the franchise, because then fans stick around, fans spend more money, fans stay in the ballpark, but it's also for, for confidence building within the team. That was one of those wins last night. That was a, that was a good win last night by the Brewers. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1671. Hit us up. Uh, by the way, if you want to find us on Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels. At Bill underscore Michaels. You can also track us down or track Ben down and maybe congratulate Ben on the firing of one Joe Girardi who was on the top of the mountain with the New York Yankees and is now swimming sw- through the sewers of Philadelphia. You can congratulate Ben at Ben Z. Kenny over on Twitter. At Ben Z. Over on Twitter, you can also find us on the Facebook fan page. Go to facebook.com slash the Bill Michael Show. Uh, YouTube, as many people continue to subscribe there, which is great, awesome stuff. Um, hit us up over on YouTube, simply youtube.com slash Bill Michaels Show. YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels Show. Uh, you can find us on Twitch TV uh, over there as well. And uh, that's easy. Just download that app and look for Bill Michaels. And then there's emailing us the old fashioned way, the Bill Michaels. At gmail.com, vbillmichaels at gmail.com. Uh, you can always find us on uh, Spotify. You can find us on iTunes, Apple iTunes Podcast, Google Podcasts. Uh, we are on the Odyssey app. We are on the iHeart app. We are on the Wisconsin Zone, Wisconsin, uh, the uh, Zone app, Wisconsin Sports Zone out in Madison. If you want to just download the Zone app, take us anywhere and everywhere. That's the best way to get a hold of the program. And that is, uh, boy, that's all in one breath. So there you go. Fantastic stuff. Uh, 877-867-1670. We will hear... From the winning manager last night. Coming up next, stay tuned on a Friday edition of the Bill Michael Show. We got more coming up right after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Swinging a base hit back up the middle. Ball game over. McCutcheon earned it. Yeah, I mean, you're ecstatic for him. Yeah, you're like, I think your question says almost happy for him. And like, you know, we got the win, but just good timing, good timing, saving it, saving it for that. Good stuff. Brewers going to win. Welcome back to the program. Bill Michaels show. We continue on. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at the Sunset Grill in Pewaukee. And if you're heading out there today, uh, it doesn't get much more beautiful than this. I would recommend sitting out on the balcony or out on the patio. Uh, if you got a boat, put it in the water. Stop on over. Get, use the docks. Get off. Go get yourself a beverage or two. Get some dinner. Watch the sunset. What a beautiful night. Beautiful night. Head out to Pewaukee Lake and the Sunset Grill Pewaukee. Tell Trish, who is the GM out there, We Bernie owns it. Trish is the GM. Say hi. Tell him, tell him you heard it here. Said, I'm going to give his shot. Head on out. Join them tonight. Um, Craig Council, he's right. I mean, it was just good. To, it, the, the timing of everything last night was just good, for lack of a better term. And uh, Council said, look, um, you know, I, there's been some droughts at the plate. So he understands what McCutcheon was kind of going through, and he was just glad that McCutcheon got the, uh, got the base knock. Here he is. 
It, it messes with your head. It just does. And it's hard to stay positive. It's hard not to think something's wrong and change things. And it, a lot of it's just kind of stay in the fight, keep fighting, stick to things that have really worked for you in the past. But that's, you know, that's easier said than done when you're going through it. Council also talks uh, about his team. They, again, uh, somewhat of a slow start. Middle of the game lulls, man. Just not a whole lot to it. And they get a slow start at the plate, and then they finally, finally put it all together uh, in that ninth inning. Yeah, there, I mean, there wasn't much going. Manea was tough on us for sure. He he pitched well. He, he's he's good, man. He, he's tough. You know, they got a, the the bloop to lead off Suter's inning with you know followed by the homer real quick was was frustrating, obviously. But um, you look, that's why there's 27 outs, and you know the inning starts off a little innocently. It's just a base hit against a really good closer. I mean, we put together a really good inning. Also, he he talks about why he just didn't realize that McCutcheon was just struggling so bad the way he was. I think that's that's probably why. I think you, you see when you think of a guy struggling, you you think of strikeouts and and things like that. And just there wasn't you know it wasn't kind of out of the ordinary in any way. Also, uh, he talks about Brousseau uh, unavailable after sprained his ankle. Uh, we talk about some ankle sprains, which allowed that Jace Peterson then to stay in the game. Well, Br- Bross was unavailable tonight. I mean, that's that's why he didn't play tonight to begin with. Yeah. Uh, he 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 um, sprained his ankle in yesterday's game, and uh, he he gutted through the game, finished it out, but um, un- unavailable to play today. Also, uh, when McCutcheon got the knock, he, he at that point he was over thirty two, and uh, Craig Council said, "Look, it, you know, sometimes you just need the baseball gods to smile." The timing of that coming out of the over thirty two slump with that kind of a base hit to win a game it, that's huge. Be honest. I mean, I was just made aware of what it was going on with like, that. He was in a pretty big Ofer stretch, and I, I, I had no idea. I knew he's been grinding for sure, but no idea that he was going through that. It was that. That was the number. So, yeah. I mean, you're ecstatic for him. Yeah, you're like. I think your question says almost happy for him, <laughs> and like, you know, we got the win. But just good timing, good timing, saving it, saving it for that. Now, when Peterson uh, comes to the plate, who has been as hot as hot gets. Uh, on that pitch in which he hit the triple, Peterson knew it was coming. Yeah, I mean that, that's that was my thought really. Like three one, I wanted Jace kind of going after that pitch because he has been swinging the bat as well as anybody, and, and I, I I think he, you know, just by kind of reading the inning and what was going on with Rogers' breaking ball, you know, you, you felt like it was a pretty good, it was a fastball coming. So there you go. That was uh, that was off of last night. Big win for the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, back at it again tonight as the series continues over the weekend. Uh, in good good stuff. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. If you want to hit us up, feel free to go ahead and do so. Uh, th- this one was uh, from Carl, who says, "As Machado stood on first last night, awaiting that disputed call, was it wrong for me wanting to see big old Rowdy Telez just turn around, pick him up, and body slam him? No." I don't. I agree with you. I don't know why. But did you see that, Ben? He's standing on first. And he's like he's got this look on his face, like he's just he's just right, and just everybody else is wrong, and it it just I don't know why. But uh, I agree with you, Carl. I would not have minded it. And I with that mountain of a man of Rowdy Telez, uh, even Machado as uh, machismo as he is, I don't think stood a chance against Rowdy Telez. Had Rowdy just turned around and went, you know what? Shut up. <laughs> I agree with you. 
Oh, good stuff. Uh, by the way, uh, Carl says when it comes to margaritas, all mixes, way too sweet, always from scratch, never blended, just over ice. And you know what? When it comes to margaritas, have at it. Whatever it is you enjoy, enjoy it. Enjoy it. Uh, Carolyn says, love traditional straight-up margaritas, uh, which I sh- uh, should have been drinking instead of watching the Celtics-Warrior game. Do you agree with me? Uh, Bill, that was uh, the three-point uh, shot that has ruined the game for basketball. It had, It is the reason for uh, the lopsided games, including last night's Celtics win. Here's the thing, man, um, or woman, is... Th- the Celtics just flat out went off last night in the fourth quarter of that game. They just went off. and and oh oh by the way for those of you who are asking for uh, for Rick and Stacy who are asking me about uh, uh, how Kristen's feeling today after watching the Celtics get a win, she doesn't know. She doesn't know. I don't even think she, uh, we, she didn't even ask about it. But after an ugly third quarter, ugly, uh, the Boston Celtics they. Uh, they they took it to Golden State. I I was surprised last night. Boston hit its first seven three pointers to open the fourth quarter last night, and uh, they blew out Golden State forty to sixteen. And I we'll talk more about this. But coming out of that game last night, I was I got to admit I was shocked. I I re, is good a defense as Golden State can play and did play to a certain extent. I mean, they got hands up. But Boston passed the basketball extremely well, immediately with catch and shoots um, beyond the arc. And even with hands in their face, they were hitting shots. Some nights, it's just not your night. And Boston felt it all of a sudden in that fourth quarter, and it just rained threes. It just rained threes. Now, when you talk about the uh, the ruination of basketball because of the three-point shot, I, I think the three-point shot has become a beautiful skill. And I, I know some people don't like it. I do. And the reason I do is because I would much rather watch a beautiful shot, a high-arcing, stand-back, step-back jumper beyond the arc than just a guy who's 6'9", dunking a basketball and acting like he's doing something of muscular ilk. It takes much more grace, hand-eye, and skill to shoot a three than it does to be 6'9", and dunk, dunk a basketball. I know that might not be the popular thought, but that's the reason nobody gives two blanks about the slam dunk contest. Everything's been done. There's nothing more you can do. It's boring. But a three-point shooting contest, when the ball's in the air and the light's going off and time's winding down, and then you hear the buzzer, and then the shot goes through, there's an art to that. There's there's a sexiness to that. And I, I like that so much more than the dunk. Now, there are breakaway dunks that give you emphatic energy. I understand that. But I don't think anything, it's like a home run ball, only on a shorter scale. When you watch somebody late in a ball game, eighth, ninth inning, 
two two runners on, you're down by two, you're looking for the three-run shot, and that ball goes into the air, and the crowd comes to their feet, and you're holding your breath just to watch it then go over the fence. Uh, you know, there's something to that. There's an energy to that. The same thing with the three-point shot, especially late in a ballgame. When you watch a crowd erupt, everybody comes to their feet, and you hold your breath. Boom! Nothing but net. Bam, place erupts. You go crazy. I've seen Giannis dunk and mean mug. So what? But to see Giannis step up from way outside and hit a shot, not only one, it's just something that's out of the norm, but the three-point shot amazes. The three-point shot is something that not the average person can do. If you're 6'9 and you can go basketball, well, it's only because you don't have feet. You don't have the ability to jump. So... To me, I know you consider it the ruination of basketball, but I don't. I, I think there's an, a beautiful art to that. Uh, 877-867-1670. Hit us up this portion of the program. Brought to you by our good friends over there at Albanese's Roadhouse. I drove past there yesterday. We were on our way to Target, and it was packed. Packed. It was uh, Yesterday was the, uh, the bocce ball leagues out front. Oh, it was so much fun. Italian music's playing. Bocce ball's being tossed around. It was like watching, you know, a throwback of my, you know, growing up in the Italian neighborhood days. It's so cool. Uh, Stop in and see Joey and the gang at Albanese's Roadhouse. And if you're looking for a job, they are looking to hire bartenders, servers, uh, people that work in the kitchen, dishwashers. If you're young and and you want a job for your first one, they're looking for you. Cooks, they're looking for cooks. They're looking for everybody. Don't forget, Joey Albanese, Albanese's Roadhouse right there, Blue Mountain Road in Brookfield, next to Menards and across the street from Home Depot. Stop in, tell them we said hi. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. I'm going to go ahead and give you a going to go ahead and give you a, a a a look at Jordan Love when we come back. Stay tuned. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. show glad you are with us today on this friday edition reminder coming up sunday september 4th and i can't ask you enough if you know if you ride please join us if you know somebody who does uh please pass it on to them uh we can't do it without you um we uh are going to have the 15th annual poker run benefiting fisher house wisconsin for military veterans military members their families we can't do it without you. Uh, this is an anniversary year. Uh, we want it to be our biggest and best. Uh, we've got some great stops. We're going to stop at the Rock Complex down in Franklin. We are going to Alpine Valley, which we have some spectacular uh, details to give you. Uh, just crossing the T's and dotting the I's there. Uh, but we have got the pre-ride is uh, going to be visited by Jesse James Dupree from the band Jackal. Going to come by and do a meet and greet and send everybody off. Uh, the Milwaukee County uh, Sheriff's Department, the Police Department, work with us every year and shutting down the highway and and uh, allowing the riders to get to, to the destination safely. Uh, the Milwaukee Fire Department is going to be involved with us this year. We can't say thanks enough to them. Uh, then Wisconsin Harley-Davidson is where we end up, which is a tremendous venue after we had uh, the Knuckleheads, which is our third stop uh, down in Eagle. And then we go to Wisconsin Harley-Davidson where we have, uh, and it's still awesome to think about, but 
Rebel Grace is going to be on the uh, south stage. And then after we finish our festivities, 8 o'clock that night, stick around for the party. Hairbangers Ball is going to be uh, live on the stage. And that is spectacular. Our biggest one ever. And uh, we've got some great uh, Potawatomi Hotel Casino where they're going to have dealers on site to deal the cards for the poker hands after the fact. I mean, it's just it's so cool. So thanks to our friends at Growth Law Firm who have been with us now a couple of years. Uh, they support bikers and bikers' rights. Uh, thanks so much to Wisconsin Harley-Davidson, as always. Uh, Potawatomi Hotel Casino. They have got a lot of great things going on down there. And even if you want to stop in at the 360 Bar for a beverage or you want to play a little gaming or you want to stay overnight at the beautiful hotel, catch a show at the Northern Lights Theater. they got a lot going on. Thanks to Bud Light, MKE Brewing. So much uh, that goes into this. But please, if you're watching right now over on the Bud Light live stream, you see the QR code. You can sign up there. Or I encourage you, you can always uh, find us at uh, FisherHouseWI.org. FisherHouseWI.org. Or if you're just on Facebook, go to Facebook.com slash Big Unit Poker Run. Facebook.com slash Big Unit Poker Run. And I want you to like that page, follow that page. We're going to put all our updates there. We've even got a uh, Facebook Live that's going to be coming up on that uh, shortly as well here in the next couple of weeks. So uh, stay tuned for that. But please, please come out and join us. So thanks for uh, paying attention to that. Uh, 877-867-1670 if you want to hit us up. Feel free. Um, So I know, look, there was an article that was written uh, via ESPN, uh, Rob Domofsky, who uh, covers the Packers. And he talks about A.J. Dillon and what A.J. Dillon had to say about Jordan Love. And I got quite a few people this morning that said, hey, did you see that? It's nothing different than what we discussed the day that we heard A.J. Dillon make the comments. Um, it's, it's like regurgitating the show, I guess, might be the best way to put it. But Jordan Love is in a year in which it's a, um, a, a prove-it year for him. Um. He is, he's got to show something. He's got to show something. He uh, he has not done anything that can make you go, wow, this is the reason they drafted him. You've seen a glimpse or two here or there, but the game that he started against Kansas City, Kansas City, you know, is what it is. He got the notice late. Uh, he had been running, you know, scout team at best and did not work with the ones hardly at all. And then finally, you know, Aaron Rodgers gets the COVID call and it's time for Jordan Love. And we saw what happened. It wasn't a great performance. Uh, the end of the season came. And for those that made the excuse, well, he hasn't been working with the ones. He, he you know, the timing is off and this and that. I said, well, okay. But since week nine of last year, he then ran the team because remember, Rodgers had the toe and couldn't practice, wasn't practicing during the week he was playing in the games. He would do the walkthrough on Friday and Saturday morning, and that was it. But Wednesday, Thursday, a lot of Friday, that was Jordan Love. So Jordan Love goes through the remainder of the season working with the ones and then gets to the end of the season and knows you're going to play at least a half of football against Detroit, at least, and then goes on to throw a couple of interceptions in that game. There was nothing impressive about what Jordan Love did. So Jordan Love talked about whether his mindset is different this year than last year in regards to uh, the return of Aaron Rodgers. Going into it, it was kind of the same because you didn't know what was going to happen. And obviously now that you know he signed and he's back, 
I don't think it changes anything for me. Like I said, I'm still here. I'm still going to do my job, and I'm competing to try and be that guy if he wasn't here, if he is here. So, uh, and, and like he said, he's not here right now, so I'm getting all those one reps. So I, I look at it as I'm the guy right now, so that's how I look at it. He is the guy right now. As long as he's the guy taking the starters reps under center, whether it's OTAs, mini camp, training camp, whatever, he he's the guy. Uh, so why is he more confident this year than he was last year? I think it's just being comfortable with the plays, really. Um, we're starting off with, you know, it's the basic stuff, install one and, and building on. So just having a good foundation and knowing what I'm doing, obviously with some younger guys out there, that's where you got to rely on just knowing what you're doing. The uh, wide receiver room has been discussed, dissected, and such so much. And uh, he said, look, I'm, which is what you would expect out of the quarterback. He said, look, I'm comfortable with the wide receiver room. Um, I think we got a lot of weapons, obviously. Uh, bringing up some new guys, the rookies that are here right now, I think they're doing a, a really good job so far. You know, just keep learning and second them on. But I think they're a really good group of receivers. And obviously the guys we have here, I think highly of. I've got a chance to, you know, be around them and play with them. So I think we have a really good receiver room. Um, the... Jordan Love says, I think I've taken a step forward, uh, you know, coming through the offseason and such. Um, I want you to listen to this, and then I got a question. Go. Ahead. He says he's taken a step forward. Take a listen. I mean, I feel, I feel good right now. Obviously, like I said, <clears throat> I feel better in the offense and learning things. So, obviously, I think I have taken a step in the offense, and I feel more comfortable in it. But um, I always feel confident that if I get thrown out there, I'm going to be good. So. Um, so he's taking this step forward, feels good in the offense, knows it, understands it. I, I guess the last time we saw action was that Detroit game. There was not much there to, to revel in, as I had stated. A couple of picks. One wasn't his fault. It was a tip ball. But, um, I, I, I don't expect him to say anything different. I know guys have talked about his different look. How he looks more confident. Looks like he owns the room. Looks like, okay, that's great. Um, but even Brian Gudikins, you know, had talked about, you, you know, the proof is in the pudding. You, you got to do it on the field. They've got a decision to make at the end of this season. Do you go ahead and give him the extension and extend out his rookie deal for the fifth season? Or do you work a trade? They are going to do everything they can. Everything they can to make him look good. For two reasons. One, you're not 100% sure as to what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers in the offseason. Not totally. Uh, and number two, because if you want to trade this guy, you got to get something more out of him. Nobody was burning the phones up for the Green Bay Packers to say, in a, in a year in which quarterbacks were scarce in the draft, nobody's calling the Packers to go, you know what? There's not anybody out here, but this guy's been in your system for two years. He knows NFL football, and he was a first-round draft choice for you. We're ready to take him on. Nobody was calling up and saying that. What does that say? Again, sometimes it's what's not said, what's not done, speaks the loudest. Love said he's happy for Rodgers, obviously, uh, but he understands his position again. Yeah, I mean, I was... Super happy for Aaron. Obviously, uh, the dude deserves it. Obviously, what he's done the last two years. But, you know, personally for me, it's, it just means that, you know, I'm about to be a backup again for this year. That's all I can control right now. But, uh, you know, I was, I was happy for Aaron. But at the same time, it's like, ah, you know. 
Ah, you know? Ah. Love uh, talking about his confidence. Uh, Again, going back to the fact, he says, I'm more confident now than ever. Like every year I've been here, it's just when you come back, it's more confidence and just more comfortable with the system, um, knowing what's going on a little bit more, get to learn a little bit more uh, once you get comfortable with the system. So, yeah. Um, and, and John says, uh, you know, his first season was completely wasted with COVID in the pack. No, no, it wasn't. It w- He still was at practice. He still was in the meeting rooms. He still was going through, you know, plays, looking at things still practicing it's not wasted i get it because it was different certainly but it wasn't wasted other quarterbacks in the league had to deal with the exact same thing i I, when when the when the playing field is the same for everyone it's you can't make excuses it was different i agree with that but every other quarterback that came into the league that same year had to go through the exact same thing every other player that came into the league that year had to go through the exact same thing so if one guy shined and another guy didn't that's on them that's on them either they don't have the ability they didn't have the technology they don't have the want the wherewithal or maybe they're just not nearly as good as you thought I've said that from the beginning so okay so let's just say that first year was wasted let's go by that premise last year did last year give you anything to look good? There seems to be this thought that, well, Aaron Rodgers didn't look good until year three. That's not true. Rodgers, when you saw him in practice, Rodgers gave you moments. Rodgers would give you moments. You could see it. Did we see it in games? No. But when you talk to guys like Charles Woodson and company, and they were saying, look, this guy's eating. On scout team, he made his name. That's where the belt came from. Because he was kicking the first team's ass on scout team. He was making plays. And then when they would score, he would do the belt. So the whole thing, the whole premise of, well, you know, he's only on scout team. It's, it's Every opportunity is what you make of it. I'm a big believer in that. And... I, I, I maybe it's because I'm biased. I from from day one when the draft happened, I said he's not that good. I mean he's he may be a great guy, nice guy, he may be a quality backup, but I don't think he's ever going to be a prolific starter in the NFL. Never felt that from day one. And every day that goes by, it's all lip service, it's all talk, it's all confidence, it's all I've got it, it's all he's learning, it's all scout team looks. Every excuse in the world is being made for a guy that they jumped up to get, and instead of just admitting they were wrong, there's been nothing there to grasp onto. He's made one throw that wowed me. That was it. That was it. It was in a double coverage, Jay Sternberger over the middle, and the, and the pass was incomplete, but it was a great pass. But that's it. That's one pass. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
Glad to have you. The Bill Michael Show continues on today on this beautiful Friday. Brewers and Padres back at it again tonight. Uh, Packers with a mandatory minicamp coming up uh, next week. And in the meantime, uh, the discussion comes out uh, after this particular OTA. Uh, talking a little bit about uh, Jordan Love. This is what kind of started the eyebrow raising, if you will, was when uh, A.J. Dillon, uh, when he was asked specifically about Jordan Love, he said uh, he's got a swagger back. Oh, yeah. He's got a swagger back. I love it. I love it for him. Uh, I love it for the team. Uh, you know, knowing Jordan before we even got drafted, uh, it just worked out that, you know, we got drafted together as friends, you know, teammates. Um, Something I've always I wanted for him was, you know, to just obviously there's a lot going on and stuff. And, but, you know, he, like he said uh, last week or whatever when you guys interviewed him, right now he, he's taking the most of his opportunity just like everybody should. So I'm excited to see him get out there, get his bad throws out the way, and make some great throws. Like this is what this is for, it's to get better, it's to make mistakes. And we got a long time until we're playing a game. And so just get him out there. He's calling the plays. He's taking those one snaps and throwing it. You can see him. Yeah getting confident you can see him having fun with it and so uh you know i'm really excited for him so yeah getting the swagger back i mean i I, the only thing you can assume is that maybe he had a little bit of of a confidence knock after the kansas city game and then you know coming out of that game in which he knew he was going to play that detroit game and after taking all of the starters reps for eight weeks and still not performing extremely well, maybe he did You get a little bit of a knock. And then you go away in the offseason, you take the film with you, you look at what you did, you look at what you can do better, you look at where the uh, areas are that you need to improve. Certainly your coaches give you some things to work on. So, yeah, you come back and, you know, you're, you're, you're ready. You've, you've got your, your, your swagger, if you will. Okay? I got it. But, and as John puts it, you know, if we won, we can talk about Manning and Montana and Rodgers and Josh Allen and not showing up until uh, second or third season of their careers. Uh, John, it's not about that, though. I get that. Okay, this is the third year of his career, so you expect him to come out on the field and look good. Okay, I get that. The difference is, John, and I haven't seen it up close and personal. Okay, I have to admit that. Since COVID hit, I have not been inside Lambeau Field. Uh, I will be back this year, and I'll get a chance to see it up close. But the people that are there, guys like Mike Clemens and such, each and every day, the people that I rely upon, my eyes and ears, okay? There is, when Aaron Rodgers came in, even as a rookie, he had he had a swagger. He had a bit of a, a very quiet, I don't, I don't want to call it a quiet arrogance, but a quiet confidence maybe might be the best way to put it. But you, when he made certain plays in practice, you could see it. You would be like, wow, that no wonder he was supposed to be the number one overall pick. You know, you look at it. And then as Alex Smith struggled, you could look at all the things that Alex Smith couldn't do and all the, all the things that Aaron Rodgers could do, whether it was in practice or preseason or whatever. You could see it. You, you could see because once you become a polished quarterback, all of the plays you make are good for the most part. The good far outweigh the bad. But you see the glimpses. With, with Jordan Love, you don't see the glimpses. That's my point. I mean, who knows? Maybe he does take the field and all of a sudden he becomes a savant in year three. I, I, I don't know. But you, you don't see that behind closed doors, at least not with the people that I trust, 
You know, I, I'll, I'll tell you this. Okay. The, and there was a conversation I recently had, and I'm not going to tell you with who, because I don't want their influence inside that locker room to change. I uh, was texting back and forth, and I said, hey, give me a call. I got, I got a question for you. Because Mike Clemens and I talk all the time, so I wanted to find out some other things. And I said, you know, hey, tell me about love. And he went, oof. That was the first thing he said. Oof. And I said, oh, that bad? He said, it's not that it's that bad. It's there's nothing there. That was it. That's all I needed to know. Because it confirms everything else that I had heard along the way. So for him this year, he has to get rid of that first word, that first sound. Oof. He has to get rid of that. He has to be able to shake that. For the, to then have this team put a little bit of pressure on itself to say, what is Rodgers going to do? And I, I honestly, I think the better Love plays, the better Rodgers will play. That's part of my opinion. Because Rodgers hates the competition and hates to be shown up. So I think the better Love plays, the better Rodgers will play. And I'm talking over and above what we would normally expect from Aaron Rodgers. So that's just my thought. Now we'll wait and see what happens. But that's just kind of giving it to you straight. 877-867-1670. You want to hit us up, please feel free to go ahead and do so. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends John Atley and the Water Doctors. H2, the letter O, doctors.com. H2, the letter O, doctors.com for the best water softening system around. That is the Connecticut Water Softening System. They're great people and proud supporters of the Fisher House and our motorcycle ride taking place on Sunday, September 4th. Stay tuned. we got more Bill Michael Show next. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe. 